Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason again, as always. Uh, Galvin's here, though. Um, before we get, ju- uh, before we get started, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other podcast app. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailback questions at WilsonReportRedux at gmail.com. Coming up on this episode of the Complete Player Podcast, we preview Sunday's Super Bowl, Super Bowl and discuss the ongoing Wall Street frenzy. At the end, I discuss Little Things, uh, the new Warner Bros. film, uh, directed by John Lee Hancock and starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. What's up, Gallus? What up, man? You ready to get into this, bro? Let's do it. Right, so the Super Bowl is it's Sunday. Um, Obviously. I don't, I don't think we even... Yeah, last week I had the girls on the podcast. So we didn't talk about the results of the uh, conference championship games. Um, mm-hmm. So what happened was, first Tampa Bay went into which game was first? Was the Tampa Bay game first, or was the was the? What does it uh, matter? <laughs> Seriously, you're gonna go, you're gonna ramble on five minutes trying to figure out who gives a fuck. Tampa Bay won, and the Chiefs won. So you have the young guns. Coming after the goat. That's all that matters, right? Um, so yeah, Tampa Bay they went into into <laughs> they went into Green Bay. Yes, uh, read off all the stats, man. Read Aaron Rodgers' just, completion percentage, his quarterback <laughs> rating. Come on, guys. <laughs> no, man. It's like, dude, the people don't care. The, nobody like the world moves so fast that. Nobody even cares who they beat, man. Like, <laughs> listen, it, it was it was an accomplishment in itself that Tom Brady went into Lambo at the age but, of forty three, and 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 who who did we, I know I didn't think that that was going to happen, you know. And it, well, that's the crazy thing about the Super Bowl is that you have two extremes, right? Until mm-hmm. someone can knock off this Chiefs offense. You kind of have to go with them. But then, do you really want to go against Tom Brady, though? It's like too... Well, Brady has lost, you know, in the Super Bowl before three times. So, you know, um, I'm not necessarily uh, afraid to go against him. You know, he's... uh, They were up 28-10 to in that game. And in the second half, he threw three interceptions. And... uh, (laughs) You know, Green Bay almost was able to come back and win the game, and they could. They made a kind of bathroom decision in high Yeah, but every every Super Bowl that Tom Brady has played in, it's not like they're blowouts, you know? The only one negative Super Bowl that you could say is he lost to a backup quarterback in Nick Foles. That was it. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, he lost, when he, was eight, he lost when he was 18 and 0, too. So that, yeah. that wasn't good either. Yeah. But I don't think he's had an offense. I mean, the 2017 one. I mean, the 2007 one was pretty special with Randy Moss. But you know, it's yeah. Uh, I I just think. I mean, yeah, like I said, it was a you know, it was an impressive win. I mean, he didn't play well in the second half. 
And I think that's the thing that you have to remember when you go into the into a Super Bowl where he's like I said, he's forty three years old. Patrick Mahomes is twenty five, twenty six. You know, it's absolutely magical. And when Brady in that second half was a reminder of just how how old he is. So for me, you know, this this uh. Uh, this, remember, this, it's gonna be in, it's gonna be in Florida, which means it's not gonna be cold. So he's not gonna have his little his legs shivering like an old man, you know. And um, you know, the only thing is that it's not it's not Bill Belichick preparing for two weeks. It's Bruce Arians, so that's obviously a, a bigger a big deal, but. It's weird though, because I remember, like, you have these quarter, you have, and especially in football, people think they have these long runs where it's going to last at least a minimum of four to five years, and it just goes away so quickly, right? Legion of Boom, Seattle's defense. Everybody thought it was going to last at least five years because everybody was in their prime, or even they weren't even in their prime yet. Earl Thomas, Wagner, um, Obviously Sherman and them and Cam Newton, right? When he went to the Super Bowl, he was what, twenty five, twenty six? So everybody thought, Oh, he just started. He's gonna be around for years. He's gonna go he's gonna make more trips to the Super Bowl. And you saw how quickly that went away. But this Chiefs offense, I mean, it's just literally as long as Mahomes can stay healthy and Andy Reid is the is the is the, the offensive guru. I don't see anybody beating them. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember because they, they they literally have a plug and play offense. It's almost like Alabama, where it doesn't matter who's there. You know, Tyreek Hill is he the best? Is he the best receiver in the game? No. Is he a top five? Maybe. If you remove Tyreek Hill with Stephon Diggs, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, it's the same offense. You know, yeah. The only, uh, the only thing he probably has over other better receivers is just speed. You know, but yeah, uh, you know, I don't see this Chiefs team going away for yeah, the I, next five years. The last time there was a team that was as set up as set up to to win, you know, multiple super, super multiple Super Bowls was that not you know the Dallas Cowboys with Aikman and Emmitt. And Irvin, yeah, and I don't think even that team is is is, is set up, yeah. you know, because Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, Troy Aikman was like a good quarterback on a great team. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback he's ever seen, you know. Yeah. And he's you know his three years as a starter, you know, he was one D four offsides away from you know making a Super Bowl, uh, and probably winning a Super Bowl <laughs> against that um that Rams team. And then he was, and then he won the Super Bowl last year, and now he's back again. And that was and- a really and they went fifteen and one, right? They only lost to the Raiders. No, they went fourteen and two, but they didn't play their starters the last game. Oh yeah, so, so had they didn't... won that Raiders game, they would have been fifteen and zero. They probably would have played the starters and won. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a you know a fifteen. It's really a fifteen and one you know type of team uh, that's trying to win the Super Bowl. And you know they, that that was a really good Buffalo team they played on uh, last Sunday, and you know Buffalo got jumped out nine nothing. And you know, it ended up it was it was thirty eight to fifteen before Buffalo scored like nine garbage points. Yeah, so, I mean, look what happened. Look what happened last season. 
wasn't the Texans up like 24-0? Yeah, it was like 21 nothing or something like that. And yeah, and then by halftime, <laughs> by halftime, they were only down by a touchdown. Yeah, you know, Kansas City team is uh, it's just so special. Um, and like I said, I don't think that they've, you know, not just that Cowboys team, but I, I think this, this Kansas City team is even more set up. It's because of, you know, like you said. I, I mean, remember uh, they lost Jamal Charles. No, not Jamal Charles. Um, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Remember with the they, domestic violence? And the, it's yeah. almost like everybody thought that the offense was going to take a huge hit. And I'm telling you, it's a plug-and-play type offense. And then they won last year without a real, you know, Damian Williams basically is their top running back who's not a, who's not a top running back. And then this year they came and they, you know, they drafted, uh, you know, Claude Edwards uh, Hilaire. Last year, uh, he's gonna get, he's get even better. Like, he's just more of a, of a weapon, all around weapon on the back, more like a Kareem Hunt. And they're just, you know, they're just a terrifying um, team. And I just don't know how, you know, I don't know. Well, it, Stephen it take... A. Stephen A. said something. I don't know if you saw his take. Where if Brady wins this game and retires, it doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes surpasses him in ring count. He won't be able to say he's the GOAT because of the two times he met him in the postseason, he lost. So everybody's going to throw that against him. That's a good point. Um, you know, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that was, that's a very interesting take. A very poor Because everybody's going to say, well, if Tom Brady was around, he wouldn't have won those Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady guy is something else. But like I said, that, that went against... Um, Against the Packers, it was an impressive win, but he really showed his age. I mean, anybody can throw interceptions, but he, he's kind of you know, he just was a, it was a reminder that he is he's an yeah. old man, you know. And yeah. so to think that he could win at at forty three, I mean, even though he just beat Mahomes two years ago at forty one, you know, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just when you when you think of it, like you said, with there being no uh, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, Belichick. In that game two years ago, they were able to hold Mahomes in check in that first half, you know. And in the second half, he got loose. And, you know, Kansas City almost had the game, like I said, there, and everybody was in the D4 offsides. But it's, uh, you know, it's going to be different. It's probably going to be just a pure shootout. And it's hard to imagine this year Brady winning a, a shootout uh, with Mahomes. As, as, many, oh, yeah. as, as many weapons as he has. And that's uh, Tampa Bay team. And Antonio Brown is going to be uh, back with his to play in the Super Bowl. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just hard to imagine him at his age outgunning Mahomes. Yeah. I don't think he could. Uh, the crazy thing is that the crazy thing is, is that 21-0 does not phase the Chiefs. They're not no. even worried about it. No. You know? They probably even prefer that. Yeah. They like that golden seal, like the Warriors when they had, you know, <laughs> those that go even before Durant, really, you know, where no lead was really, you know, they could go on a 20 yeah. nothing run in a second, you know. Um, yeah. Well, what's your pick? I mean, score wise, I think we both, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win it. Uh, but what's your, you got a score? Um, if the Bucks win, it's gonna be like twenty four twenty seven. 
or twenty four twenty one. If the if the if the Chiefs win, I see it being like thirty four seventeen. But you're on the fence about the winner. Yeah, it's just like I said. It's like you know, it's Tom Brady, dude. I know he's lost in the Super Bowl before. The crazy thing is that if anyone can do it, it's him. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like LeBron. He's in his 18th year, and he's still the best player in the league. He doesn't look like he's lost a step. That's the craziest thing. You know, he doesn't look like he's lost a step. And if there was anybody in the history of the NBA that was able to maintain this run of dominance, it was LeBron. Not Jordan, not Kobe, not Magic, not Bird. It was LeBron. And he's doing it. And the same thing for Brady. Now, obviously, Brady is super a shell of himself. But if there's anybody at 43 that can beat Mahomes, it's Tom Brady, man. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but that's just not the, that's not my gut. Now, case. are you the same guy, are you the same guy that says the Miami Heat might beat the Lakers? <laughs> yes, I am that same guy. <laughs> but, you know, for me, my guess is that, uh, I kind of agree with you that it'll be, you know, if, if Tampa Bay wins, it'll be close. And then if, uh, if the, if the Chiefs win, you know, it'll be more like a blowout. Um, but I'm going to go almost somewhere in between there. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with, uh, Tampa, I'm sorry, not Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with, uh, Kansas City 38. Um, and, uh, they, uh, 28. So I think Brady will, will play well, but it's, uh, you know, it's not going to be enough. This, this Chiefs team is just, uh, it's just too good. Let's, let's say that, let's say that, you know, uh, actually, let's say that Brady, you know, he drives him down late and gets like a garbage time score to make this, to make it more respectable. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, elsewhere, um, last week, uh, we have the situation with, uh, GMC, no, sorry, it's AMC and GameStop, uh, the whole Wall Street situation. Uh, I know Galvez was very much interested in that. I became interested in it too. Um, yeah. Um, it's crazy. Like, let me ask you this. What's the one thing people, assuming 99% of these hedge funds guys, billionaires, wealthy old white dudes, right? Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that they don't want to lose over money? Power? Control? Because they can lose money. They know how to recoup that money. Mm -hmm. What happened was, and I think this is the best way I could have saw it. This is like all of the fans getting together. I'm making Jaja the all-star star. Right. Yes, exactly. Right? Or, or no, even worse. This is like everybody getting together, like all the media guys getting together, and they vote uh, Alex Caruso MVP of the of the season. <laughs> That's uh -huh. literally how... What 
Yeah. That's what I was, I was, I was reaching last week when I was talking to you. Uh, cause I, you know, sometimes people are like, people will do, you know, get on, like, like with American Idol, you know, and they'll like, you know, just all, you know, all make it like, it was like, we'll all get together and say, we're going to vote whoever this, like, yeah. weird, you know, person is <laughs> to try to yeah, get them or, to win the, the Whoever has like a sad sob story. Yeah. <laughs> they try to like basically sabotage and, and undermine yeah. the whole thing. And that's uh, what happened. These guys, they got finessed. And they got so frustrated that they got beat at their own game. And, you know, these old white dudes, it's not a race thing. It's a generational thing. They don't want, you know, a back in my day kind of guys. And they don't care about, you know, mm-hmm. um, who's doing it to them. It's just it's all these, I don't even think it's millennials. It's Gen Z, these 18 to 21-year-olds that they found a way how to manipulate the system. Yeah, and you know, I saw a meme, uh, that said basically the point was that, uh, I took from it basically that, you know, now that they know that they can do that, you know, that, you know, not, they're, they're probably not going to stop now. You know? No. Uh, <laughs> it, it, that's what know, happened it, with, uh, that's what happened with AMC. They did that just to test the waters to see if they can get away with it. They saw that it worked. And so now you just have to hope that you invest in the, the next GameStop. Nobody knows where that shit's going to come from. You know, but you just kind of have to find it could be. It obviously has to be where the shares are pretty cheap. You know, and the thing about Dogecoin is that Bitcoin it's so expensive that nobody can fuck with it. Who the hell has forty thousand dollars laying around to invest in one bitcoin? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Ninety nine percent of us don't have that kind of a money, so they obviously have to turn their attention to the next best thing. And Dogecoin has been getting so much like publicity on TikTok, on uh, Instagram. That they literally had to block it, you know, because I invest, I put some money on Robinhood. I, I've always had an account, but I just never deposited money. I still don't even have money to buy stocks. It's still on hold. That's the crazy yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's still on hold. So obviously, um, so obviously, um, you have that going on. They do these old hedge funds, man. Yeah. Now, I, uh, hmm? now, I've been reading that it's it's illegal what Robinhood is doing because it's an open market, so they cannot prevent anybody from buying or selling stocks. If they're getting if they're getting played, you know what I'm saying? That's that's on them. You know, Robinhood caved into their biggest. Um, to their biggest uh, customers, clients, you know, and these old rich white dudes, they're not on Reddit. They're not on Twitter. They used to invest money for long term. They have stocks from the 80s, the 70s, the 90s, back when stocks were, were was a dollar. 
and they've just been sitting on those stocks. And people mm. just started buying them, driving the price up. And now it's so easy that <clears throat> me and you could go on Robinhood and just become an, a, literally, we could become, you could become a millionaire overnight with the click of a button. Yeah. Um, uh, all it takes is, uh, you know, the, the people have the power now. You know? Yeah. For those, for those old guys, like I was saying, that's probably the worst thing that could have happened was for these mm-hmm. kids to realize that they had that power. You know? Yeah. And they really, literally, just like you said, it gives people the, the, the potential. All they have to do is go, okay, this is a cheap stock. You know, we're all going to put our money into this. And, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's the, it gives people the ability to make, like you said, you know, thousands, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars overnight. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's a real game changer. I think we, I think, I think we, we talked, we spoke about it the day it happened. You checked, right? Last last May or June, GameStop you could get it for four dollars a stock. Mm-hmm. In April you know? it was two eighty, two dollars yeah. eighty cent. Yeah. And by uh, by Thursday morning, it peaked at like four hundred and fifty dollars, I think. So I tried to do Cash App. You know the, the Cash App. Mm-hmm. You can buy stocks on there, but you can't even like if you search Dogecoin, it doesn't even pop up. They're not even giving you the opportunity to even look at it, you know? And so, I mean, Robinhood, I mean, I'm not, I'm not blaming them because you, they, they were put in a tough situation, dude. It's like their best clients that probably have hundreds of millions of dollars invested. They say they're going to walk. I mean, he was put in a tough situation. It's not that easy, man. I mean, it's easy for us to say, how can you do that? But lose your best clientele? Yeah. You know? And even um, they had that guy that, that Leonardo played in. Um, they had that guy that Leonardo played in the Wolf of Wall Street, Belfort. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Belfort. Mm-hmm. Even he said, like, he said it's, it's it, like, he doesn't even know. And he was, like, the the the, the master the evil genius behind stocks, he doesn't even know how this is going to play out. So imagine the guy that's the, probably one of the greatest stockbrokers of all time doesn't know how this is going to play out. What, like, what's to stop the next company, you know, the next Redditors from taking over? Yeah, the SEC probably going to end up, uh, they're probably going to you know, create some type of law that prevents this type of, like, but you can't though. What law? How can you? How can you prevent you some? How can you prevent somebody from buying and trading stocks? Yeah, you know, that's good. I, I was just—I think I don't know if I was talking about talking about know? this on the podcast, but about uh, you know, like you can't. What Jay Adonde said that you can't stop uh, players from taking less money to play together. Exactly. Uh, it's the same. It's the same. Concept. You know, that's like it, that's like um a Foot Locker employee buying shoes and then he's going to resell them on his own it's frowned upon but technically you can't do anything you know what, what, what's full locker going to do we're, we're not going to we're not going to sell you nikes anymore because you have an employee that's doing this that, you know yeah uh it's 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 a fucked up situation that i think probably by the end of the week because they, ha- they have to do something quick because the stock market is, dude. If you if you're preventing people from buying and selling, 
stock market's going to crash. So I think by the end of the week, maybe by next week, they'll have a they'll they'll have to do something, you know. I mean, these hedge funds, they'll probably have like the best lawyers in the country trying to find loopholes to prevent this kind of stuff. But it's an open market. That's the that's they don't own the like the the stock market. They right. have the influence. They have the influence, but you know. I'm telling you, even Jordan Belfort doesn't even know what to do. No, he. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So this is, it's, you know, it's a shame that they, uh, they have people's, you know, basically. And it's crazy because because all we're trying to do, honestly, we're just trying to get a small piece of the pie, bro. We're not even trying to get a small piece. We're just trying to get crumbs. You mm-hmm. know, we're just trying to make. We're not trying to become. I mean, yeah, if you become a millionaire, of course, who wouldn't want that? But realistically. You know, we're just trying to get some crumbs off the pot. They don't yeah, even right. want to. They don't even want to give that up. Right now, they're holding people up. Yeah, but you know, it's funny that a lot of the redditors are not. They're talking about like holding. Like, it's not about for them. It's not about making a quick buck. Oh, it's, it's about it's the power for the long run. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. You know, because of, because like if you had a hundred thousand dollars cash in the nineties, that was a lot of money. That's nothing today, and that's the beauty about stocks is that. You don't, inflation has nothing to do with it. You know, you could have bought Apple stocks when the first iPhone came out in 2007. You could have gotten stocks for $3, $4 a share back in 07. Hmm. You know, and that's the thing. Th- th- those old hedge funds, they've probably been holding on stocks for years, like literally 20. 20, 30 years, bro. And there's these new this new wave in one week. They basically undid everything that these guys have held on for years. They did it in one week. Right. Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting time. Uh crazy time. Oh yeah. Um, and it sucks because people like me and you were kinda late to the party and we're stuck outside the club, you know, we're on the exactly. VIP lift. We're on the VIP, but the bouncer saying, "Ah, oh, sorry, man, you can't come in." You know. Yeah, like I said, if they, if they've already, like I said, they're trying to push it to a dollar. If they've already gotten there by, uh, you know, it by a lot. when the when the GameStop thing went up, Dogecoin was at two cents, and it got mm. up to eight cents, which doesn't sound like a lot, but because you were able to buy so many shares at two cents. When it got up to eight, that was a lot. Like, like I said, this guy invested ten thousand. He was at eighty-four thousand profit. Mm-hmm. And so, Dogecoin took a huge dip. Now it's at two because nobody can buy it. Mm-hmm. You know? Now we're we're over here just trying to just get a little bit of crumbs, and they ain't letting us. Okay. Yeah. But Galvis, uh, I know we're, we're almost out of time. Um, just at the end, I wanted to say something about this movie. Uh, it, it, I know you, you don't have HBO Max, and I'm sure you didn't, you didn't go to the freaking movie theater to see it, right? Uh, obviously. <laughs> so, um, it's, you know, it came out, it, it debuted, premiered Friday <laughs> at midnight. Um, I, I've been, I've been looking forward to it since I first saw the, uh, I first saw the, trailer for it 
um, you know, they, like I said, Denzel, Rami Malek, Jerry Leo directed by John Lee Hancock. Uh, so that's the three Oscar winners on the marquee. Um, you know, my initial excitement was, uh, was dulled by the reviews. The reviews were, uh, lukewarm. And watching the movie, I kind of understand why. You know, like the trailer was more exciting than the movie, or, uh, you know, uh, turned out to be satisfying. Uh, you know, it starts Denzel as Joe Deacon, Joe Deacon, you know, the legendary, uh, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department detective, uh, who kind of got, you know, run off or, uh, burned out, uh, whenever he was working the case was too hard. Uh, and it turned out that he was, um, you know, hiding by uh, an accidental, accidental killing of a victim. Um, you know, he's working in Kern County as a sheriff, but he gets involved in this case. It's a serial killer movie. Uh, Rami Molly plays Jim Baxter. He's the young, uh, detective now for LASD. And Jared Leto plays, uh, Alvin Sparma. He's the, he's a delinquent repairman, repairman and the chief suspect. Uh, and he's like, this place is really creepy character. He's a crime buff. Uh, and he's the, like I said, he's the chief suspect in, the, in all the murders. You know, the movie is really, uh, it's confusing. It's kind of aimless. You know, it's, uh, it's directionless. You know, like, it's like, it's like, there's really no point to it. It's just so many, so many different red airings and, uh, so many different, you know, it's like, it's like a bunch of information that doesn't really, it didn't really matter in the end. Yeah. Um, there's this girl in the beginning, uh, who, you know, she's, she's driving on the high road, on the highway. There's this guy in a car pulling up behind her and she gets scared and she starts running, you know, for her life looking for help. And then later on, they bring Lito in the, uh, into the, uh, police uh, department to, to question him. And he's, uh, you know, the girl seems like she recognized him, but that's really the only thing that makes it seem like Jared Leto might be the, uh, the killer. Everything so else. Hmm? About it? Say that again? You weren't happy about it? No, because they didn't even, they didn't even give a, they well, didn't. For, for all the people that are going to listen to the podcast, I don't think you want to give it away. But, um. No. Spoiler alert. I mean, spoiler alert. You know, there's, there's some, there's some movies that they just, you know, it's kind of, it, it's kind of all over the place. You know? Like, uh, do you remember that movie? Did you ever see the movie Crash with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I've seen that movie before. Like, that movie, it's crazy because there's so many different, like, scenes. And there's so diff- there's so many different plots, but at the end of the movie, everything kind of ties into everything kind of ties together. So that's kind of like what you know. It's you know some some movies they just you know yeah, but this, that's up. what that's what I'm saying. This movie it didn't tie together at the end. It was just like it was like you wasted two hours because they didn't even get what a conclusion. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but there was no definitive answer as to who the killer was. Uh, yeah. Remy Malik ends up killing Jared Leto's character. Nice, nice. Give it away, and, buddy. And, and, you know, it's what still What if I like, want to watch it? What if I want to watch it? Over here and it's still, it's still, it made it seem like, yeah, this is for the people who have already seen the movie and want to hear How long has know, the movie been out for? Like two, it came out Friday at midnight. Oh my God. You're already giving out the movie? Come on, <laughs> But to me, it seemed to me that Lito, Jared Lito wasn't the killer. The only thing that made it really seem like he was the killer is that girl recognized him. It seemed like she recognized him uh, when he walked in the police department. 
Uh, the trailer tried to make it seem like Denzel was the killer, but in the movie, it only does that once or twice. It's like I said, it turns out that he uh, he had it was, he had accidentally murdered a, a, a victim in a like it's like a forest or something somewhere in, in L.A. and uh, he was haunted by that, and that's why he was still so caught up. Uh, like it's, I guess I'm trying to redeem himself. But I will say that Jared Leto was uh, he was superb. He'll probably get Oscar consideration. Um, and I, I also recently watched uh, Mystic River for the first time. It came out in 2003. Another kind of um, <laughs> another kind of who uh movie, a murder mystery. Not about a serial killer though. But that was a much better movie, and it was you know it was more, uh, critically acclaimed, well represented. Yeah. At, uh, at the I Oscars. mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you just you know, it's not so much that the role was great is sometimes a lot of it has to do with who who played the role yeah sometimes people would just give them the benefit of the doubt because it's an actor you know um like uh like for example let's take training day since we're talking about denzel right Mm -hmm. like i'm pretty sure like who else do you think could have played the role of denzel Nobody. Yeah. Not like he played it. Exactly. You know? Like, see, like like Chris Tucker in Rush Hour? You know, mm-hmm. he played it so perfectly. But I could have seen, I could see Eddie Murphy doing a hell of a role as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock or, or you know, somebody else. But, you know, because Chris Tucker did... You know, it's crazy though. Chris Tucker, I guess because he hasn't been so he hasn't been popular for the last few years, but so for him to have two iconic roles, Smokey and and James Carter, I mean that's saying something, you know? Yeah, I, Chris Tucker, but he did he did Rush Hour. That's basically Rush Hour is basically another, you know, like the Forty Eight Hours movie with movies with Eddie and Nick Nolte. Or, you know, even Eddie by himself from Beverly Hills Cop. That's yeah. like the archetype for that character that Chris Tucker, like that wisecracking police officer, yeah. black comedian. Uh, so, but yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else you want to say, y'all? Uh, no, just, um, nothing really. We'll see what All happens, right. um, for both Sunday. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so, uh, before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other podcast. Make sure to, that was what the hell are you doing? Make sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, no, no. And and the like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mailback questions to Wilson Report Redux at gmail.com. We are out.